I'm Mark. And I'm Harris. And we'd like to welcome you to Behind the Gorilla, a podcast where we delve into the wild, wacky, and crazy side of professional wrestling. How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Gorilla. And, um, yeah, um, I, I have to follow... I have to follow Harris's from last week, which was uh, definitely one of our better ones. <laughs> I, uh, I'm flattered to hear you say that because, you know, I think every time we start doing this, we're like, well, I really hope this isn't terrible. <laughs> That's very true. Um, I'm, think- usually- I'm thinking that today, too. Uh, it'll be fine. It's but, always fine. It's but- always, most of the time, like, obviously you listening might have a different opinion, but I feel like. I, we, it's very rare that we finish recording and we're like, well, that was just a waste of our time. It's either like, ooh, this is really interesting and I think it'll be good, and it is, or we go into it like, I don't know, this will be very good. And then, like, we make it work. Right, know. right, right. Yeah, we're, of course. We're really good at this is what I'm saying. Oh, we're the best at this. But, yeah, no, going back to last week's, I love that episode because that's the first time you've done a topic where I'm like, oh, man, I'm really mad I didn't do that. Yeah, like, like, and my, I was shocked that like you didn't know that yeah. much about it at all. Like it, it's really kind of flown under the radar, even for people who've been watching almost their whole lives. It really has, and and for those of you that don't know, the last week um, Harris talked about you know when a handful of WCW wrestler, wrestlers went to uh, North Korea with Antonio uh, Inoki, and it was just an interesting situation there. So um, yeah, go back and listen to that if you uh, are so inclined. It was it was a lot of fun, but yeah, like because a lot of times you know we kind of go different directions for the most part when we pick mm-hmm. topics, and that was the first time where it's like man, that that would have yeah, I, I I wish I had thought of that one because that one was oh that that was great. Um, anyway, so um, I guess uh, not a whole lot's going on. We're we're gearing up for Survivor Series, mm-hmm. and uh, in a, in a couple weeks. And, I mean, it should be fun. Although, I hate that they've pretty much made Survivor Series a worthless pay-per-view. See, but, I was going to say, I like the fact that it it's almost kind of, like, devolved back to what it was originally meant to be, which was just like, hey, we need to have another event to, like, anchor us and build another story for the next WrestleMania. Like, it was the second ever pay-per-view right. that WWE started coming up with. And it's really just kind of... You know, you still have, like, your traditional Survivor Series matches, which were only ever to, like, promote feuds that already existed. But right. I like the fact that they're trying, like, the Raw versus SmackDown thing, I really like. I think yeah, it's I a like lot it of fun. I think it makes the wrestling brands a lot more interesting in trying to differentiate them. But, and I don't, I really like the champion versus champion matches. I wish they'd let SmackDown win a few more. Yeah. Which is kind of a different conversation. But, like... To me, I would rather watch like AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar or Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey knowing that there's no title on the line, there's nothing weird happening. Because I feel like wrestling can get into this rhythm where you kind of know what's going to happen. You're like, all right, they're going to fight for the next three pay-per-views. And if it's for the title, maybe they'll split it one. Probably not. If it's not for the title, then it'll go like win, loss, rubber match. Right. And at Survivor Series, it's really just a one-off, which is a really rare thing in wrestling. So it gives you a lot of fun, random like one-off opportunities that you won't see probably for another year, true, until yeah. the next draft or shakeup or whatever. No, I agree with that, and I mean, I and I like it too, 
But it's just like there are literally no stakes in this entire pay-per-view. No, Nothing. and I Not wish they do something thing. like the rumble like you know how mlb's all-star game right i don't know if this is still the rule or not if they changed it but like the rule for that was whichever league won the all-star game got home field yeah advantage that's no that's series. no they got rid of that a couple years ago thank goodness yeah. i thought that that was really stupid i right. get why i get it, why they did it i i get it 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 adds intrigue whatever to it but in that case it's dumb but um, right, like it's absolutely insane but it does it is a fun thing to right. have it just doesn't sure. make any sense in regular sports Right, but if you were to say like the winner, like either the winner of the five on five match or like whichever brand wins the most matches in the night, gets you know gets either the, like the main event of WrestleMania or or the last five spots in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, you know, like the winning brand will get like the number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble. Like anything, it doesn't even have to be big necessarily stakes, but like. There needs to be some reason. Bragging rights doesn't work in this situation. Bragging rights works in like a heated rivalry or something like that. You don't always need Mm -hmm. a title if there's a story. But when there's no story, you need something. And and they're trying to make it. or um, They tried to do that with that um, World Cup crown jewel thing (laughs) when when Shane was like, yeah, and if you get there and lose, you're fired. Like It's like, okay, they're trying. I mean, I feel like something... But I think fired is stupid because we all know that's a bunch of crap whenever that is a thing. So yeah. it's like, but something would be, you know, it would be nice to have just some sort of stakes, even if they were like imposed by the brands themselves or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. I just, I, I think the fact that it is so like disconnected from any ongoing storylines makes it feel a lot more like real sports, like for one show. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I hope they could lean into that a little bit more. I don't like. It'll be interesting to see. Becky Lynch is just killing Ronda Rousey on Twitter right now, and it's a marvelous thing to watch. I don't it's know if you've been stuff. following that at all. It's good stuff. Like, and part of it is just because Becky has all the momentum right now, and everyone wants to, after everything she says, go oh. Anyway, true. Yeah, that is true. But you know, it's it's a lot of fun. I wish they'd let her win. I mean, that would be like Goldberg, Brock Lesnar levels of, you know, OMG moments in wrestling for me if they actually let her just roll right through her. Like it makes, uh, oh, 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 you're talking, okay, you're talking about that? Yeah, then, yeah, I definitely yeah. agree from that standpoint. I'm talking about Becky. Like, right. it just, it makes so much sense from a storytelling perspective, too, because you know, like, they say that the reason that they cut Asuka's undefeated streak off at WrestleMania was just because they didn't want to keep building her up anymore. Like, they just didn't really know how else to book her. Right. And if you do, if you, like, if you try to keep Ronda Rousey undefeated all the way until WrestleMania, I get that on paper, that's a bigger match. But people are going to get bored of it by then. I mean, there's just no way they can keep her... She's done a great job, and she's really hot right now, but, like... I don't think they can sustain that another five months without people getting bored of her. I, I but agree. But if they let her walk in and just get knocked out the way she gets knocked out in all of her UFC fights that she lost, and she has to show up on Raw and she got you know beaten in a minute by Becky Lynch and she has to account for herself, and Nia Jax is coming for her title and all these other women are coming out of the woodwork trying to like get the title because they see blood in the water, like that would be so much more interesting. Yeah, but do you do that and, this early? I mean, I probably not. I think that's I the way think, you go, but 
maybe not I think, now. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's what's going to end up happening. I just think... To me, that would be like an amazing, like, WrestleMania moment. Yeah. I mean, it might be a what? little it might be a little cheap. It might be cheating people, but at that point, like, I, I feel like that would be, you know, at that point, it will have been, you know, a year that she's been in now, and that would mm-hmm. have been a good time to kind of shift the focus and get her to do something new, and that would be the perfect I, thing. Yeah. I think timing-wise, it works out better. I think the perfect balance is at the Rumble. I'm just thinking of it in terms of, like, Becky Lynch is so hot right now, and you could really put her on the next level if you let her do this. And it's the perfect, like, for all the people that, like, follow MMA that love to talk trash about Ronda Rousey, that's a headline that gets their attention. And it's a weird, like, it gets her goodwill for the fans because it's like, right, obviously Ronda Rousey's not just here to go over everyone all the time. Mm -hmm. And, like, if it makes sense for the story, she'll lose and she'll, you know, lose clean, that kind of thing. Like, that's good for smart fans and goodwill and all that kind of stuff. But it would just put Becky on a whole other level because that's the kind of thing that, you know, like, SportsCenter would have a blurb about or ESPN would have a blurb about and everyone would be like, oh, that's weird. I thought she would do really well in wrestling, like people who don't watch, you know? It's just a good way to get people's attention who are dismissive of Ronda, I feel like. Like, that's just another angle you can play. But Yeah, I agree. You're right. It's too soon, and the best we could hope for is, like, a DQ or something, yeah, which yeah. even I don't think that'll happen, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I want to see, see Ronda, tr- like, take down Becky, grab her in that stupid arm bar, and then Becky just look at everyone like, this doesn't hurt, and then turn around like, and wait. get her in her uh, her disarmor and then, then tap. I would oh, be man, happy, and then nuts. Ronda has to change her arm bar from that stupid thing she does. Becky looks at the camera and she's like, I actually noticed this when I was listening to Behind the Gorilla <laughs> podcast. It's great. Uh, Couldn't have done it without you guys. Yeah. Yeah, we'll they, go with that. Here's, here's the thing about Becky Lynch at this point, though. Whatever, as long as they keep letting her do what she's doing, it doesn't matter how they book her. Because anytime she wins, everybody's going to be, yeah, Becky Lynch, this is awesome. She's the greatest. She's the man. And every time she loses, it's just going to be, oh, this is just the man at WWE trying to keep Becky Lynch down. Yep. But we know she's really good, and we're going to like her. Yeah. You know, like, it's the, they did it. She didn't get to main event evolution, and she just came out the next night and cut a promo was like, I know it, and you all know it. I should have been the main event of that show. And we were all like, yeah, you should have. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens anymore. True. She's just going to keep rolling, which is really fun to watch. Very, very true. So we'll see how that ends up going, I guess. But um, we get to see AJ Styles flop around for Lesnar again like last year, so that'll be fun. Man, what if, I wish they'd let him win. I wish they'd yeah. let one of the two SmackDown champions win. I just it think would, that be would be nice. Awesome. We know that that's not going to happen. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, jeez. Oh, yeah. It'll be fun to watch, though. So. I mean, yeah, like, they haven't done a ton of booking to get me interested in it yet, but, like, the expectation's enough this time yeah. of year. Are always I, mean, really excited, I mean, so. AJ and Brock killed it last year. It was great. I mean, yeah. I mean, and they, I mean, they had a match. It wasn't like Brock destroyed AJ. Like, they had yeah. a wrestling match, and it was really good. That was the first time I'd ever seen Brock uh, when he was in the calf crusher and just turned around and grabbed AJ and just slammed him into the ground repeatedly yeah. you remember that that's the first time i ever saw yeah. it. he's done it a few times since then but i remember that was that was awesome when i saw that for the first time it's so funny now to see 
Brock Lesnar wrestle a match because, like, he's always been capable of doing that. He right. usually doesn't anymore. Like, he's not asked to. Yeah. By the booking or whatever, but like, whenever he kind of just turns it on, he can go. It, it reminds you just like how scary he really is as a wrestler. Yeah, not like, just like a real life guy. Yeah, but. like I mean, he's a good wrestler. I mean, he doesn't get enough credit because of the way he's been booked over the past five years. But mm-hmm. I mean, he can go. I mean, he can wrestle. He was always a good in ring performer. He wasn't just this big guy who goes in there. I mean, he was. He wasn't like a Goldberg or anything. That was kind of just more of a, a show and, and had these things that he did really well. I mean, he could he can go. He's a wrestler. Yeah. Anyway. Well, maybe after uh, maybe after the UFC experiment again, he'll come back and maybe be this weird lumberjack Lesnar and just proper. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's going to be a mess to watch. Yeah. I hope he drops the title at the Rumble. I don't know. Did you see? Okay, on a How totally different on a totally different uh, note. Did you see that knockout from last night? I saw it. Yes, I saw it on <laughs> Twitter the next day. That was insane. Holy and crap! So cool. The, like under underthrown elbow at like the four uh, like the As four the minutes and fifty nine second mark. Oh, it was beautiful. Jeez, yeah. that was awesome. Anyway, yeah, it was really cool. I just had to mention that because it was awesome. But um, all right, now back into the show because uh, it's long. I I, I apologize oh. ahead of time. There's uh, all right. Th- this is uh, again okay. As I was talking with Harris, when I'm doing a topic, I, I pick a topic and then. You get into it, and especially if it's something that goes on for like a year or so, it's like, all right, where do you start? All right, now I'm going to get started with this, and I'm kind of focusing on this part of it. But then all of a sudden, you think you're done, and you're like, oh, yeah, that happened. I got to mention that. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that happened. And then it just goes on and on and on. And uh, So, yeah, so this is going to be fun. We're going to go on a journey. We're um, through the mind. And again, I didn't want to focus this necessarily on like one wrestler's career, but that's kind of what it turned into. Um, So we are going to go through the mind of a very interesting individual who's kind of worked his way back into the spotlight uh, over the past uh, month or so. Okay. So we're going back to April of 2011, which uh, has good memories for me because that was WrestleMania in Atlanta that I got to go to. Terrible WrestleMania, but I got to go to WrestleMania. Um, and this is literally right after WrestleMania. It's, it's like I either the next night on raw or the night after it might be like the next week, but, um, we're, we're going to talk about our truth today. Yeah. (laughs) Our truth had finally gotten uh, a title shot, uh, in a three-way match with John Cena and the Miz because they had a number one contenders match. And uh, John Cena and R-Truth were in the final of a gauntlet match. And Miz and Alex Riley interfered. Miz is champion right now. Uh, right. And they interfered. And so instead of, you know, so the double disqualification, they're both going to be in it. So R-Truth has never had a title shot ever in WWE at this point. He was NWA champion in TNA when he was back there, but never even mm-hmm. had a title match yet. So that's part of the story. The next week, John Morrison, though, came out after R-Truth is out talking. John Morrison came out, who R-Truth had beaten in this gauntlet match. He'd beaten John Morrison. And he basically coerced him into uh, having a match for his spot in that triple threat match in one of the worst segments you can ever watch in wrestling. It How do you is talk another horrible. man into that? It is awful. Like, it is the most mind-numbing, makes no sense 
like the way they're trying to like it's just like oh we can't have our truth in this how, how do we get out of it do this like that's almost what it feels like i mean it is just yikes it is it's it's cringeworthy awful but anyway i mean i'm sure they did this to start this our truth character turn but it's bad um so our truth agrees for them to wrestle for that spot and of course morrison beats our truth and Truth then snaps and turns heel, basically, and beats up John Morrison. He, well, that's... Okay. He, he, he then... And he's beating the crap out of Morrison all outside the ring. He then pulls out a box of cigarettes. Takes out wait, a cigarette. Wait, 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 wait. Pulls out a box of cigarettes yes. from where? Uh, like, just somewhere. I don't even remember where they were. But pulls out a box of cigarettes, takes out a cigarette, and lights it. And is starting to smoke in the arena and the crowd <laughs> starts chanting that's illegal oh it was so <laughs> funny and then he's like blowing the smoke on morrison's face and whatever and it it's 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 wild um so oh man that's already i'm sorry i already have to try and unpack this <laughs> i can't even begin to think of a kayfabe explanation for where he got a box of cigarettes from yeah, I well, he, he just, no, I think he had he had mentioned earlier in the show or something about smoking, like that he smoked, like it it, it had come up before <laughs> in passing, I'm sure just to yeah. set up that moment. But um, anyway, so the next week we get his heel promo, complaining about losing his spot and Morrison challenging him and blames the fans. Because he's like, the fans were the ones who cheered for this. I didn't, you know, this happened because you guys wanted it to happen. You know, that whole, and it's actually fairly, fairly logical pro, uh, heel promo. Um, you know, he's spent his whole life, his whole career trying to please the fans. Because at this point, you know, he's coming out rapping to his own song, dancing, yeah. like his whole what's up thing. That was his whole gimmick. And, yeah, you know, yeah. So he's like, I've done all this stuff, dancing and trying to please this you guys. You know how many title shots I've gotten? You know, nothing. I've gotten nothing over the past 10 years or whatever. And uh, so he's <laughs> so um, he's like, and you guys, you know, you're rapping with me and singing with me. And some of you guys are off beat and out of key and off tune. Well, he's one to talk. I know, right? And then he's like, "That's this is the first... Mom, this is the first mention we ever get of Little Jimmy. Because R-Truth is using it to explain how parents are viewing their kids while they're messing up the song. So mocking the parents and kids and pretending to talk to this Little Jimmy. Like, oh, Little Jimmy loves R-Truth. It's, it's very weird. Um, oh, my. And, and he's like, and he, so he starts like talking to Little Jimmy and is like, Asking if smiling and singing has put any titles around his waist? No? Well, then shut up. Like, that whole thing. And he said he's getting rid of all these people. He's getting rid of them. And then Morrison comes out and attacks our truth And, uh, anyway. But an interesting key, because I don't know if you've heard of this little Jimmy angle. I don't know if you know anything about it. But that that's what, that's where this whole, that's what I, that's how I started this. Is trying okay. to talk about that. I angle. haven't actually. I'm just picturing our truth yelling at a child. Yeah, but well, there's but there's nobody there. It's right, 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 right. Like but, it's um, a, no, I understand. But but yeah. yeah, 
but one thing, so this was a big thing, but one thing I didn't know, I didn't realize this, and I might be an idiot for, I mean, you, you guys might all understand this, but I didn't know that Little Jimmy is actually a TV trope. Like the phrase Little Jimmy, it's a young character without any distinguishable traits other than complete unawareness related to the subject at hand most likely found in educational films, commercials, and public service announcements, and their only job is to represent the young and unaware of viewers of the film who know nothing about common sense and would very well get into a car of a stranger offering candy unless some superhero or other fictional character comes along and tells them that it's wrong. Like, this is actually a TV trope. And so that's, I'm sure, where this came from, and I didn't even know that before... I don't think up. anybody at the time knew that. I think everyone just kind of picks up on like, oh, okay, it's just a generic right. little kid. But no, I can totally hear like one of those old-timey 1940s like PSAs in my head where they're like, J- little Jimmy is thinking about smoking <laughs> this marijuana cigarette, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so it actually makes sense and all that's there. But uh, any this ended up leading truth. He interfered in that triple threat title match and cost Morrison the title at Extreme Rules. Um, at the pay-per-view. And so then the next night on Raw, he beat up Morrison and putting him in the hospital, quote-unquote. Although he actually was hospitalized, but not because of that. Um, nice. The following week, he gets left out of a number one contender triple threat match. And at this point, he's starting to like talk to himself and act kind of crazy. Great. And then later, he attacks Rey Mysterio after the Miz wins the triple threat match. So now... Now we're starting, he went from Morrison, now we're starting a thing with Rey Mysterio. And he accuses Mysterio of being a thief for taking his spot in a number one contenders match again and attacks him again. And this leads to a match at Over the Limit, which is one of the worst names and things for a pay-per-view WWE has ever done. But, um... I think Capital Punishment is my least favorite one. Oh, man. Wow, perfect. Um, That's foreshadowing right there. It is, it is. Uh... And R-Truth wins. He beats Rey Mysterio at Over the Limit. So now he's gaining some steam. The next night on Raw, Truth comes out and interrupts Bret Hart, who has returned for like for the first time in a while. And he says that he hasn't been in any championship matches like him, probably because he didn't pander to all the little jimmies like Bret Hart did, <laughs> which is kind of funny because Bret Hart was a heel like 80% of his career. But um, <laughs> and he then takes Bret Hart's glasses and goes down into the crowd and is like, see, I'm a good R-Truth. And, like, gives them to a kid, like, you know how Bret Hart would always do. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, so now, uh, so I'm a good guy now, and I should get a title match next, right? Because now I'm doing what everyone wants me to do. <laughs> but then he takes the glasses back. He's like, yeah, that's what I thought. And uh, then threatens. <laughs> <laughs> he then threatens Bret Hart, and Hart says, he, it is a great line. He's like, I got championship matches because I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And he's like, and you don't get championship matches because you're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when someone just says what we're all thinking. I know, I know. It's great. But uh, Cena then comes out, who's the WWE champion. Oh. He has just beaten The Miz at, I think, uh, Extreme Rules. He beat The Miz. and um, So he's the champion. And... <laughs> Truth is talking about a whole lot of conspiracies, um, why he hasn't gotten any shots. It's a big conspiracy. And 
It's all a conspiracy for Cena. Everything is just being handed to Cena and everything. You know, kind of what a lot of people are thinking, to be honest. But I, I just got to wow. play. I got to play this segment. I got a couple of segments I'm going to play because they're okay. just hilarious. And his delivery makes stuff so funny. And so I'm just going to play this little clip from this interaction with John Cena. I haven't been able to pinpoint on the timeline exactly where you went crazy. I mean, you're talking about Jimmy's, Johnny's, Jeffrey's. What's up? We listen, listen, man. Everybody has bad days. Everybody complains. We used to be cool, man. What's cool? Euster is a rooster from Brewster. You don't know nothing about cool, and you don't know a damn thing about me. Oh, man. I, I heard that line, and I just started dying. <laughs> You need to watch it, man. Cena's face when Truth says that is just the best thing. You could think of Cena just looking like almost at the camera with just this confused look on his face. That's great. Our Truth has such a way with words. He does, but in like the worst way possible. Like it's great. Oh man. Anyway, I I just wanted to play because I thought that was so funny. Um, and so. This ends up leading to a tag team match with R-Truth and CM Punk versus Cena and Rey Mysterio with Bret Hart as the referee. Um, and Truth, at this point, is coming out with to no music. He, it just says, the truth shall set you free. And then he comes out to no music. It's great. Because he's not <laughs> dancing or singing for the people anymore. Right, right, right. Um, and anyway, Rey Mysterio and John Cena win. Um, Bret Hart ends up interfering and putting a sharpshooter on I forgot who it was but um of course um so the next week now we're now but now we're starting this program kind of with Cena and our truth and next week truth rants more about Cena uh being like Cena's face being all over the place like he's walking around backstage with a microphone like going through like the concourse area with like the merchandise stands and like you know Cena's everywhere and he's just freaking out of that you know knocking everything down and and he starts going through all the crowd and he talks to this little kid in a Cena shirt and his father is also in a Cena shirt. He calls the kid little Jimmy and the dad big Jimmy and <laughs> and you know he's just kind of harassing them. Cena then comes out and they go back and forth, you know, just a little segment and they're going to have a match in the main event. And uh it's not really much of a match. Uh, Truth mostly is just kind of running around and he goes back, he goes in the crowd, Cena follows, Truth and clocks Cena and runs back into the ring before the 10 count and wins via countout. So it's actually brilliant. Very smart by our truth. Um, he then goes back to the crowd, finds that same kid from earlier and takes his drink and starts drinking it and then throws it in the dad's face. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then runs away when like Cena comes out after him and Cena Excellent. goes and like helps the, the people or whatever. Um, so that was, that was fun. I remember this one. Like, I remember this whole segment. I was watching all this during the time and (laughs) it was great. Oh, it was great. Of course you find out later that they were both plants, but, um, obviously, yeah, I mean, but as soon as it gets physical, you're like, Oh, okay. Somebody signed a waiver somewhere for this. Of course. But, um, but it was a nice touch. So the next week truth comes out. And at some point during this, I couldn't figure out exactly when, but at some point it was like made official that they were going to wrestle for the title at Capital Punishment. 
I I don't I don't I, I couldn't find out really when that happened, but at this point he has to now come out and apparently he has to like come out and apologize for uh for what he did, um, or he's not going to get a title shot. But this is a weird segment because Tough Enough was going on at the time with uh, Stone Cold hosting Tough Enough. And I don't know if you ever watched that, but it was actually only, it was actually pretty good. I only ever watched the rebooted season, which I know a lot of people hated, and I have my own thoughts on that. But I've seen some that that this some is old the reboot. This it, is the I'm, rebooted season. Okay, well, like I saw the last one, like the one they had on. E or, or USA or whatever oh, oh, it was, oh, where yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. was one of the judges. Oh, like okay, it produced yeah, yeah. a lot of talent, but a lot of people didn't like it. It that, I, I could talk about that for a while, but anyway, yeah. yeah, I know. Like I've seen some old clips of it, so it's, yeah, it was, I'm, it was I'm good with the premise. As far as I mean, I mean, me and my dad hate reality shows with a passion, but we both watched it, and it was it was entertaining. It was it was it was good to watch. It led to like, absolutely nothing, um, right? But. It was entertaining, but um, like, anyway, so th- they did like this was the f- the final of Tough Enough, and so Stone Cold uh-huh. is out there, Vince McMahon is out there, and this is when they give it to Big Andy wins or whatever. But but at this point, everyone else is gone, and just Stone Cold and Vince are in the ring, and then all of a sudden, here comes our truth coming down to the ring wearing a Confederate uniform and singing when Little Jimmy comes marching in, yikes, with music playing, and yikes. um. He comes into the ring and said he was told he needed to apologize for what he did last week, so he does. He apologizes and also apologizes to the soda for wasting it on those people. And um, <laughs> it's, Great. it's good. And he says he's wearing this because they're in Richmond, Virginia, uh, the capital of the Confederacy, and that he is Yikes. seceding from the WWE universe. Wow. <laughs> Which is great. Like, the whole time you're like, oh, this is terrible. And then as soon as you hear that, you're like, of course. (laughs) Like, that's the exact, like, it doesn't make any sense, but it would make perfect sense to him. Right, right. Uh, and, uh, but he, but he said he's keeping the title match at Capital Punishment. He throws that in there. Um, but, and this, you know what, hang on, I just want to pause for a second. You know what's very funny about all of this? Everything he's doing is like, a proto CM Punk. Like, that's what he keeps <laughs> reminding me of. I know it's around the same No, time. it is the exact same thing. Like, right, right. we'll get to that. I mean, it is the same right. time. But it is. It's literally like John Cena's face is everywhere. I don't like that. I've been working hard and trying to do all this stuff the right way, and John Cena keeps getting the spotlight, and he doesn't deserve it, and I do. And I want to have a title match, and I want to leave WWE. Like it's all the same stuff. Yeah, just so it's all insane. Yeah, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't even kind of think of that necessarily parallel like that. Yeah, it kind of well, I mean, it's almost like a test run to see if this punk game yeah. is going to work. <laughs> like you can tell that they're tapping into that, you know, like smart mark internet aggression just with the stuff he's saying. And yeah, doing. and I'm. Delivery is everything, obviously, but it's just funny to see that like somebody's wheels are kind of turning backstage. Yeah, thinking about this stuff. But uh, the segment kind of fizzles out, and it almost seems like they don't really know what's going on. And then um, Miz comes out as well and talks about wanting a title shot, and Cena comes out, and of course there's going to be a tag match with 
Miz and R Truth or Miz and R Truth and Cena and someone. I don't even remember who he was wrestling with. I totally forgot. <laughs> but uh, he does it. He teams up with The Rock at some point. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. This one? We'll get to that too. But um, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't even remember who he teams up with. Anyway, but Cena and whoever it was win. But Stone Cold, it was the referee. So, of course, Stone Cold got involved. And then the, the anonymous Raw general manager is going on during this time, too. And That's and then, a whole other episode. Yeah, and it, award, it awards the match to Miz and Truth because interference. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But um, So then the Raw before capital punishment. Our truth <laughs> beat up Hornswoggle in the ring, calling him Little Jimmy. Oh, no. <laughs> He was then supposed to wrestle John Morrison, but Morrison was beaten up backstage. So, like, Truth is out there waiting in the ring, and nobody, you know, Morrison doesn't come out playing the music and everything. So he goes backstage trying to find him, and Morrison's, like, laying on the ground, and he goes over and mocks him for not being able to wrestle and then smashes him with one of those giant, like, rolling storage bins. Um, so now Morrison is, I guess, out of commission again. And he then also comes out during Cena's main event match with uh, CM Punk and harasses a kid. And Punk, or and Cena, of course, then is distracted and Punk beats Cena. And R Truth then comes in and beats up Cena and steals the title belt, which we don't see that enough of that done anymore. Um, I was always a fan of the heel stealing the title belt before the title match. Um, Yeah, that is fun. So now we go to Capital Punishment. And the main event of the whole show is R Truth and John Cena for the uh, for the WWE Championship. First time R Truth is ever in a mm-hmm. you know WWE Championship match. I'm Very... gonna bring it back just for a yeah, second. Go ahead. Since I brought this up earlier, I'm sorry to derail you. No, no, can no, you're you fine. think? Can you think of another WWE pay per view that's a pun? I think that's why Capital Punishment offends me so much because they're like, get it? We're in the Capitol. We're in DC. I just, oh, I hate that so much. You mean a pun as in, like, like, where they are? Because I feel like half of them are puns. What do you mean? Like, what else are location? But, well, and then just capital punishment being, like, a fun, as far as sounding thing. As far as location-wise, yeah, they don't usually name them for locations. Like, if it's named after an event, like a gimmick match, I get it. But I can't think of any other ones that are, I, I don't know. I yeah. don't know. That's just that one has always. I, I hear that, and to me, that like encapsulates how stupid WWE had gotten right before the pipe bomb, just because of how like cheesy that name is. I don't oh, know. Yeah, I it's just, not good. <laughs> I it's, brought that up earlier, good. so I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, and also you should see all the promos building up for Capital Punishment. All of them include the wrestlers talking or in a press conference with Obama with footage of Obama and they're like asking questions and it's always like cut around him like responding to them it's very weird okay that actually sounds amazing it's, i might be back on board this might be a great show it's pretty it's pretty funny to be honest I wish they would shake things up in the way they promote things i feel like they won't do that anymore. no they don't everything's the same now everything there's no there's no theme but behind yeah, pay-per-views like anymore old- those old SummerSlam promos used to be wild. Those yeah. were a lot of fun. Yeah, some of them, some of the, they used to have different stuff for pay-per-views. They they had themes and, I don't know, sometimes it was stupid, but sometimes it was always different. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now there's nothing. It's just, oh, it's whatever the next pay-per-view is. Like, names don't matter. The pay-per-views themselves don't matter anymore. It's just, what's yeah. the next pay-per-view? So, yeah, I agree. That's a good point. 
But um, anyway, so their match is 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 terrible. I mean, it, it's like it's like a decent raw match, like not even like a good raw match. Like it's just the most bland, basic match ever. Um, there's zero crowd reaction, uh, and even the Yikes. even the announcer sound bored when I was oh, watching no. it. Like they're having to like force themselves to say stuff. Like it was it was just terrible. That's rough. And this um, is the the thing about this is I've I, like I've heard some stuff about this show and Punk touches on it a bit later and like later interviews he did after he left the company. But like this is all before the network. So yeah. if you were watching this, it's because you shelled out fifty to sixty dollars for yep. it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's so, uh, not good. Like I feel like I I've never existed in a world without the WWE network. So I can't like if a pay per view kinda sucks. We're just like, ah, oh, that kind of sucked. Right. Anyway, what do we do? You know, like you just move on immediately. You don't think about having to shell out money for each and every one of these things to watch in your home. Like, yeah, that's that must have made it so much worse. Oh, I'm sure. But yeah, it was not. It was not good. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I mean, I'm I like that our truth got a title match and a chance to be in this spot because he deserves it. But at the same time, it's just like. It was just, the angle was not bad, but it's just, you just don't care. It definitely should have been the main event, that's for sure. But it only is because yeah. of Cena, which again, goes into the whole way of the way WWE was at the time. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, and it's a weird match because Truth literally beats up Cena the entire match. Like, <laughs> Cena has almost no offense in, like, ever. And um, the only kind of fun part was... Uh, kind of near the end of the match, our truth is going outside the ring, and of course, go goes to a kid in the front row wearing Cena stuff, and takes his hat and puts it on, and uh, and, then, and also takes his drink and and starts drinking it. The kid then takes the drink back and throws it in our truth's face, and then Excellent. of course Cena comes out, grabs our truth, throws him in the ring, AA, and then wins. Um, and that's the end of the that's the end of the match. So Cena Cena wins. He's still champion. Um, the next night on Raw, our truth comes out and talks about how he, he, you know, he had accounted for the fan, or he had accounted for Cena and his conspiracy and the WWE and their conspiracy, but he didn't expect to get got by Little Jimmy. We've come full circle. Like that was a big, that was his big catchphrase. Is like you, you about to get got? Are you gonna get got? That was that was one of his big things. But um, great. <laughs> and um. Then Christian comes out, and Christian is a heel at the time. This is right after Christian had won the title for the first time ever, the World Heavyweight Championship, uh-huh. and then lost it the next week to Randy Orton. Um, and so he and he's he's a heel at the time. So he comes out, also agreeing with him about conspiracies, and but he's he's like, but who's little Jimmy? Like, so there's there's that. Even Christian doesn't watch our truth right. on TV. Uh, yeah, and then. And then Miz comes out because he had uh, he had, he lost because Al- he had been going with Alex Riley because that was his Nexus uh, like rookie, and then they were like okay. a, a team for a while when the Nexus was actually like a when it, before NXT it was it was when it was kind of before NXT became NXT. Um, right, I'm I'm familiar with the Nexus a little bit. And uh, he had lo- Alex Riley had beat him. They they had split up a couple weeks ago, and then they had a match at Capital Punishment. Alex Riley won. So he comes out 
and gripes as Alex Riley was handing a victory over, handed a victory over him, like all the refs and whatever. And Christian then is like, well, Miz, yeah, that's bad, but like we were both in title matches and screwed. <laughs> and, and that's more important. And then we get this segment, which I have to play, which I had totally forgotten about. I remember watching this live at one of my friend's houses, and this killed us. Like, this was so... I don't know. I hope that y'all will think it's as funny, but man, I thought this was so funny. So this is Miz, R-Truth, and Christian in the ring right after uh, um, Christian and... Or Christian is like, oh, me and R-Truths were for titles, so it's, you know, more important. And then we get this. How dare you? How dare me? How dare you? How dare me? How dare you? Really? 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 Riley? Riley? Randy? Randy? Riley? Randy? Riley? Randy? Riley? Randy? Riley? Randy? Jimmy? 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 Oh my gosh, that is the greatest thing. I lost it when he said, when it went from really to Riley. That was I knew it was great. This, oh. I love that this is basically this is great for me because this is all of the kind of stuff that our truth is doing now. And you might, yeah. you might get this at the end. It's just that they gave him a way longer leash back then. So like every time I see our truth and I'm like, oh this guy's great. I wish I'd see him more. I have to think, like, well, there's probably a reason we don't. It's because they did it for a while, and we're not, right. you know? Like, that's fantastic. Oh, man. But, man, I remember that segment. We were we rewound that and watched that over and over. It was so funny. He plays so well off of The Miz because The Miz is so self-serious. Yep. And R-Truth is so goofy and just riles him up perfectly. I love it. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. Just... Him and then and then Christian like is kind of in between the two. Yeah, like it they, yeah. It, it works so well. Um, and of course this leads you know you heard the music in the end. There comes Teddy Long, so you know it's going to be a six man tag match. Holla, holla, holla. And uh, yeah. so it's a six man tag match and uh, with Cena and two other people I again forgotten. Of course Cena wins. He gets the pin. And um, then the next week, our truth takes on John Cena in the main event, and this is Raw Roulette is the next week, and uh, it ends up being a tables match. The date of this mm. is June 27th, 2011, mm. which people might recognize that date, and it's actually a good match, way better than their pay-per-view match, uh, this this John Cena R-Truth match. It was really good, and Cena is about to put Truth through a table with the AA, but of course, here comes Punk, moves the table out of the way, and then uh, Cena attacks Punk. They both get in the ring. Cena picks Punk up for the AA, and then Truth spears Cena through the table for the win. And then, of course, something else happened after that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember what. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, no, not not important. Um, <laughs> the pipe bomb for any of you that are too <laughs> stupid to We're know that. Say it. We're, we can't even finish. Jeez. The joke. 
Anyway, so this this is pretty much it for our truth as far as any sort of mm-hmm. like main event push. Um, he had a few other, a couple number one contender matches over the next couple of weeks or whatever, but but that's pretty much the end of the R Truth real push. But it but it gave him a whole new character that he would then use for a couple years to stay, I guess, relevant is a good way to put it. Um, and there's just another couple of great little Jimmy moments because he he kept this kind of little Jimmy thing for at least a year, if not longer than that, after this. Um, and, and it evolved like it went from little Jimmy being like his, you know, at the beginning, that was like his enemy was this but, little Jimmy. And then it became his his best friend um, anyway. But on July 25th episode of Raw, Triple H is in the ring. Tr- Triple H is just this is uh, Vince McMahon has quit and is, you know, quitting the company or whatever. He did a big thing when he was retiring or leaving or like the company or whatever. And so Triple H is taking over. And uh, R-Truth comes out to congratulate Triple H being in control of the company. And he's constantly acting like there's two, like, invisible, like, kids next to him that he keeps, like, talking back and forth to. And Triple H, as much as I think Triple H is overrated and I'm not a huge fan of the guy, man, as far as comedy goes, Triple H is one of the best for comedy. Like, he is fantastic. (laughs) So, um, he wants to know what Triple H is going to do to fix this conspiracy against him. And Triple H just keeps asking, he's like, are you talking to me or or these other guys? And R-Truth is like, what what other guys? No one's here. (laughs) (laughs) And Triple H then starts talking to the imaginary guys. And Truth is like acting dumbfounded. And he's like, you're crazy. You're talking to people who don't (laughs) exist. Like, it's, it's great. Um, and he starts to leave, but Triple H then has re-signed John Morrison, and Morrison comes out and beats up R-Truth, and that ends up being kind of a feud for a little while. Um, but a few weeks later, Josh Matthews is now backstage and is interviewing R-Truth and is asking him why he doesn't like Morrison. And then Truth goes on about all kinds of different whys. Like... Why I don't even remember what they were saying. Just ra- it had nothing to do with anything. He was just asking random whys, and then he ends it with, "And why did God create spiders?" And then goes on with how he hates spiders, and about how his grandma would make spider stew, and the only one who would eat it was little Jimmy. Like it is the most mind. It's just the weirdest promo, and um, it's uh, it's strange, but. He it his next big kind of I guess push you could say not for a title but his kind of I guess you could say main event push was he ended up tag teaming with the Miz at the end of kind of 2011 into 2012 right. called the Awesome, awesome Truth. Truth yeah which I don't was, know anything about them except that's their name but that a, is pretty awesome it was a pretty good it was a pretty good tag team um and but what they and you know they they had feuds with Triple H CM Punk Alberto Del Rio and others kind of during their run but the biggest thing that they got to do was they, you know, they were the team that faced The Rock and Cena at Survivor Series and The Rock's first match back. So, I mean, right. R-Truth has gone from, you know, n- you know, an afterthought to now getting, you know, main eventing a pay-per-view and now wrestling in The Rock's first match back. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, of course they lost. And The Miz, <clears throat> and then after, I think the next week, or the next day on Raw, Miz then attacks our truth and they the team breaks up. And Truth, this is where Truth is now going back to being a babyface 
is when that happens. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when any tag team ever splits, one has to be a heel and one has to be a babyface. And, of course, right. Miz is the Miz. Um, right. And so there's another incident. So then they kind of feuded a little bit for a while, Miz and R-Truth, of course. And there was another incident with Ricardo Rodriguez. At some point, he was working with the Miz during this. I don't remember why. If you don't remember, he was Alberto Del Rio's personal ring announcer. Um, and so he called <laughs> the Miz had told uh, Rodriguez to like go in there and and call out our truth, just saying all these nasty things about him. And you can tell like Ricardo does not want to be doing this, but he's doing it anyway. And um, Truth then comes out and is t- still talking with little Jimmy and is asking him if he should let Ricardo go or, or not. And then he he asked Ricardo to sing him and little Jimmy a song. And so he starts singing La Cucaracha. And Truth, of course, ends up attacking Ricardo. And Miz then comes out and beats up our truth after that. It's a very weird segment. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very strange. It's an understatement. And uh, so there's another one. He comes out while Wade Barrett was talking and says that little Jimmy says he talks funny. Um, <laughs> and then he says that they're right next to Disneyland, which is the happiest place on earth. And he was there that morning and it put a smile on his face. And he says he misses Wade's smile. He thinks Wade Aww. should smile more. So he shows him a slideshow from Disneyland and it's just ridiculously photoshopped pictures of him next to uh, Disney characters. And the last one is <laughs> Pinocchio. And he said, he asked Pinocchio who was going to win the Royal Rumble. And Pinocchio said, Wade Barrett. And then look what happened. And you see the Pinocchio's nose grow like in the picture. Yeah. <laughs> and the truth is just like, well, I don't even know if that's PG, but he said he lied. <laughs> and he believes he's like, I believe mice can talk and elephants can fly, but I don't believe you're going to win the Royal Rumble. And, uh, and that was ended up going towards the Royal Rumble, obviously. Um, Obviously, that's great. Well, the ne- the next great R Truth segment, and I have a clip from this too. Um, this is in, and R Truth is still kind of around, like because now the Elimination Chamber is happening, and R Truth is in the Elimination Chamber match for you know Punk's WWE title, along with Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, Chris Jericho, who had just come back like a month earlier, and mm-hmm. uh, Kofi Kingston, and <laughs> so they're all in the ring with podiums. Like it's some weird thing where they're like making their case for winning the elimination chamber. I mean, you can, oh, this I just has stuff like this, this just has Vince McMahon's stupid it. mind written all over it. This is like the um, I swear I don't know if I did an episode on this or we just talked about it, but it's like the Scott Steiner debate about whether or not we should go to war with Iraq in two thousand and two. <laughs> yeah, he came kinda. out and debated some other guy, some hoity-toity guy whose gimmick was like that. He went to Harvard and he was smarter than you and all this. Uh, oh, David Otonga? But the, anytime you see podiums come out in a wrestling ring, you're in for something <laughs> fantastic. Oh, yeah. So, um, truth is, you know, truth is there, and, Zig, and Dolph Ziggler and Vicky Guerrero are, like, right next to him. Mm. <laughs> and Ziggler uh, starts mocking, mocks our truth, saying he probably doesn't know what city they're in, because a year earlier, I don't know if you have seen that clip, when our truth comes out and says Green Bay, Wisconsin when they're in Milwaukee. Um, I have seen that one. It's great. <laughs> so that's a little dig there. And then just, this is what happens. Like, this is just, this is just 
I, I like I wrote all this down because I wasn't gonna play all these clips, but then I was like, this this doesn't do this justice. So <laughs> so we here here it goes. And then there's people like our truth who uh, don't even know what state we're in right now. Oh my words! Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Well, if I'm elected, what? the first thing I'm gonna do is trade Vicky Guerrero and Dolph Ziggler to SmackDown for a horn swoggle and a box of spiders. What? We're not running for office, you idiot. <laughs> do you even know? How do you work here? King? Uh, no, no, it's okay. Truth, continue. Thank you, Your Honor. <laughs> As I was saying, really if I'm elected, I will also make it legally required to shout what? Don't what me. Okay, what me? In every line of the Pledge of Allegiance. Now, back to the issue at hand. The box of spiders. You see, I will take that box of spiders and I will stomp them. And I'm going to put them in a blender. And I'm going to make my grandma's favorite Spider stew, <laughs> which is high in protein and low in carbs. <laughs> and then my running mate, little Jimmy, he will watch me gulp down the spider stew. <clears throat> Thus will give me the energy I need to outlast everyone in the elimination chamber and become the WWE champion. God bless little Jimmy. And God bless United States of America. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> okay, I have I have some thoughts. Um First of all, give him credit. He brought it back. He reeled it all the way back into Elimination Chamber, which I did not think was going to happen. He did. He did. And two, that's some great Acknowledgement of continuity because, like, the spider story was like months ago, right? Yeah, it was. It promo, was. Yeah, it was a while it, ago. That's a pretty great little character nut. And three, my favorite part about this is you can hear a moment where, like, wrestling crowds, I kind of hate this chant to be honest with you, but <laughs> wrestling crowds are trained so that if you leave pauses in your speech, which is what you do when you're publicly speaking, like, right. for emphasis and stuff. They just start hitting you with what? Right, Stone Cold. And it doesn't necessarily mean they don't like you. It's just fun to do. But sometimes it's because they don't like you. Either way, it can really derail a promo, and it's usually pretty annoying. There's a moment in this where they go from chanting what kind of out of habit and for fun to genuine confusion. Like, he'll (laughs) say something, and they all go, what? And you hear it happen. (laughs) Like, they just, they can't even... They're genuine at a certain point where they're all just like, wait, what? Well, and also, (laughs) like, this was a normal thing with R-Truth. Like, this what thing had been part of his thing, like, for a while. Because, you know, his whole thing was what's up. So this what became a big thing. And so he would always go, don't want me? Okay, what me? Like, that that was was kind of a big 
you know, that, that was fairly normal thing with that. But, but you're right. It does change. And I didn't even think about that. So you said that. And there is a moment when it's, it's not what, and it's what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when he, it's, I think it's when he hits the spiders. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm going to stomp the spiders. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, man. I had totally forgotten about that. That is one of my favorite promos ever. Like, That's it pretty is, amazing. And just, well, the best, the, my favorite again, part of the whole thing, my favorite part of the whole thing is when Ziggler, for the first time, he's like, what, we're not running for office, you idiot. And he's like, Jerry, because Jerry Lawler is moderating it. And he's like, Jerry, what is going, and he's like, no, 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 let him finish. And R-Truth goes, thank you, your honor. <laughs> well, I was going to say, oh, that's my, my favorite, favorite part. part. This is, this, if there's anything I've learned in this podcast, like, the, wrestling is great when it gets real dumb and real silly, like, in the right ways. Right. And the thing that makes that work best is when you have a foil who is taking it completely seriously <laughs> yep. and getting really angry about it. Like, this is the um, this is the Sid Vicious role that Dolph Ziggler is playing right now. Right. He's like, we're not running for office, you idiot. How do you work here? <laughs> and it's just that moment where he, like, genuinely snaps. Yep. And he's like, I can't, I can't stand you at all. And, and it, that's what makes it so much funnier because he's got someone... Again, like Miz, who's so self-serious right. as a heel, and he just refuses to take him seriously, and that's fantastic. Another good part about it uh, that you, I mean, you can't, I mean, you have to watch it, but he's, R-Truth is standing right next to CM Punk, and I don't know if, like, when Punk was a face, his just react, his just facial reactions to, to R-Truth are, are absolutely hilarious. This, like, bemusement that he has is just so funny just alongside yes. with everything else. Cause he's the only one you really see a reaction from other than Ziggler. And it's, it's that just adds to it even more. He's yeah, just looking great. around just like, look what's going on. <laughs> oh man. That, that, that's the height. That, that's the best thing out of this whole thing. That, that is, <laughs> please don't block us WWE for using that. Cause man, that's so funny. Anyway, uh, so, and at this point for his entrance, he's coming out acting like there's a child with him, like holding his arm around or holding his hand and coming down to the ring. Like it's lovely. Yeah. It's weird. He also has a shirt at this point that says little Jimmy and has this really weird cartoon picture of a kid with like a hat on backwards and freckles. Um, <laughs> you can look it up. I mean, it was uh, that was his shirt during the time. It's very weird. Um, it's just weird to think about our truth merch, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. Um, and so there was also a match against Primo and Epico. Remember them before they were the Matadors, and that was a disaster. Um, oh man, that was that. I remember the Matadors. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, this is before that when they were just a tag team. <laughs> before the match, Primo goes over and kicks little Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> the no! truth then just goes nuts on him. Oh, it's great. Oh, and then there was another right, one. Please. This happened several times. This was a reoccurring theme. So then there was a match on Superstars with Heath Slater. And, of course, Slater does the same thing, goes over and just stomps little Jimmy. And then and Daniel Bryan had the best one, though. Uh, there was uh, before one of the before a match or something, Daniel Bryan just went over and just attacks him and, like, knocks and, like, kicks him out of the ring. Like, that's the way he's looking at it. And R-Truth, like, dives out of the ring, down onto the floor, and is, like, holding nothing. Like, 
little Jimmy, little Jimmy. And, and, and Daniel Bryan is just like, what are you doing? You're consoling an imaginary child. Like, That's amazing. That was great. But it's also funny because Daniel Bryan's the one who kicked him out of the ring. Like, I thought you were going to say our truth was like, little Jimmy's in the other corner, you idiot. Like, oh, no, no, like no. That. No, no, no. He kicked him out of the ring. That's um, funny. And then there was another segment where he dressed up as Sherlock Holmes and went out with little Jimmy to find Teddy Long a job after he got fired from SmackDown. <laughs> that was that was weird. Um and then there was also this wasn't on an actual show. This was on like YouTube. This was like a WWE produced segment for YouTube, and it was a uh, he had a birthday party for little Jimmy at Austin's Park in Texas. Um, it's like a little amusement park. He buys two tickets and says there's two of them, and the girl at the counter is very confused. Um, they then play skee ball, and Truth wins. They then play air hockey, and Truth wins. And <laughs> then they go on this little tiny merry-go-round, and there's this other little girl. On it's like a three-seated merry-go-round, and there's this little girl on it, and our truth, and then I guess little Jimmy, um, and the whole time you just see these other kids just like staring at him. Um, <laughs> they then go like on go karts, and they run into a guy that has a shirt that says "Keep Austin Weird," and Truth freaks out, asking him if there's any weirdos here because little Jimmy is allergic to them. <laughs> <laughs> And then they go rock climbing, and Truth doesn't want to because he's afraid of heights. Um, but they do anyway, and they hit Man, the they, they hit in the batting cages, and then a pitch comes, and Truth's just like, "What? You hit little Jimmy?" And then it then charges the pitching machine. Um, of course, it's 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 very it's very weird. Um, it's a weird segment. And then there's also a music video because our Truth, like you know, he he writes music and raps. Like his, you know, his song, his WWE like entrance song is him. It's like a song he wrote and right. sings on. And right. I mean, he's not really that good, but he he makes music. So he made a little Jimmy song, and it it is it's uh, it's interesting. Do you do you want to hear some of it? Oh yeah, might as well. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna need to. All right. This right here is for little Jimmy. Bebo over there, Bebo right here, right here. This right here, we call it a premiere. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? See this right here is for little Jimmy. They say I'm crazy. I be talking to little Jimmy, being little Jimmy, like Lassie and Timmy. Together we stand and proudly we fall. We tight like Penny on that beat. Two sides of small. If we are true, it's about that time to get off. It's 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 interesting. Um, That's certainly something. The music video, I mean, really? the music video starts with them like at a psychiatrist or like a therapist's office, like talking to a therapist about this person that he sees that nobody else does, and then it goes into the song. It's it's uh, it's not great, but but it, it came from it. Um, anyway, that that's pretty much it with the uh, R Truth Little Jimmy thing. He he, this was just kind of his gimmick for like another year or two, like. He was back to just mid-card guy, but then this little Jimmy. And it always got pretty decent crowd reactions. It was always entertaining. I mean, it was it was a good it was a good uh little character arc, and it was it was as far as the dumb things WWE has done, this was one that was actually entertaining. Yeah, I've been entertained just listening to it. And I think it's funny that like I didn't realize that he was that goofy. Even back then, I always thought he was more like serious R-Truth when he was like main eventing shows and stuff. 
and goofy R-Truth is like a more modern incarnation. I didn't realize he was doing stuff like this. Well, it started a little through. bit like during the main event push, it was a little bit more serious. It was more right. it was more I mean it was it was insane, but it was more in a violent way. And then it right. th- then then of course once he went back to being a face, it it was just completely silly. Right. And now he's back to that. He pre- he pretty much went away for like Four years, it seems. I mean, he was like always with the company, I think. But like for like five years, it's like you've heard nothing from our truth. Yeah. And then all of a like sudden, he's the, made a resurgence, like over the past couple of weeks. I think the first thing I remember him doing because we were talking about this before we started recording, and I didn't watch wrestling at all until like the beginning of 2014, like Daniel Bryan's run to WrestleMania 30. And the first thing I remember about our truth, I think it was that year, leading up to the Money in the Bank match, because I'm pretty sure it was that year, because Seth Rollins was in it, and Kane was, like, announcing the other people who were going to be in it. So, like, corporate Kane is still a thing. The authority is still a thing. And our truth comes walking out, interrupts Kane, you know, putting people in the match. And he starts cutting some kind of a promo. And before he can get too much of a head of steam going, Kane cuts him off. He's like, truth, truth, dude. What are you doing? And our truth is like, I'm telling these people what the truth is going to do this Sunday at Money in the Bank. And Kane goes, you're not in the match. <laughs> and our truth is like, are you, are you sure? And Kane goes, yeah, I'm positive. And our truth's like, oh, that's good. All right, that's good. Uh, my bad. That's on me. And then he just leaves. Well, one of the other great things he did, I think it was in 2016. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but during the Royal Rumble, when he comes running out and then goes under the ring, grabs a ladder, puts it in the middle of the yeah. ring, and then yes, starts like, climbing dude, up awesome. to the thing. They get some money in the bank match. They don't overdo him to their credit. Like every right. time he does something like that, you don't think about it until like the second it's happening. And then you're like, Oh, it's perfect. Oh, and it's so funny. Oh man. No, that, that was, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. So over the past several years, he's, you know, done a couple of things like that, but as far as really being like thought of or talked about really hasn't in a long time until, you know, a month or so ago with this Carmella thing, which is entertaining as well. Yeah. They're a good pairing. They, they are. <laughs> they it's are very funny that smack, like, I think it's just the difference in Vince's mind between Raw and SmackDown. I don't know. But, like, SmackDown 1000, which is supposed to be this landmark event, opens with all of the McMahons coming out, being interviewed by R-Truth and Carmella. And then Vince McMahon is like, dance break. And then they all dance in the middle of the ring. And that's how the show starts. Like, (laughs) it was amazing. Yeah. But anyway, so that is... uh... That's my episode for this week. Our truth and uh, little Jimmy from a handful of years ago. That's great. Now remember, internet wrestling fans out there, the fifteen of you who made it, actually probably twelve at the rate we're going. That's true. Uh, remember, our truth did it first. Our truth is CM Punk 1.0. <laughs> yeah, heard it here first. That's what we got from this. Uh, CM. Yeah. Our truth was the test run for CM Punk's whole angle, so it was all <laughs> a work. From the start, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and of course, All during right. that whole time, that punk angle then happens, and so I'm going through watching stuff, and it's like, oh, man, 
oh yeah, that happens and that happens mm-hmm. and that happens. Mm-hmm. So then I'm not now. I'm now like working on this for like four hours. Like half of it's doing this, and then half of it's watching this like punk Cena stuff. Right. But man, that was good. Also, Kelly Kelly wins the Divas Championship during this too. So that was fun to watch again. So prop, props to her. Props to her for sure. But um, yeah. So that, that this one thing I like about doing this, I like picking these things that were like during the time that I was watching because then I remember watching all of these things and it's like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, it's that thing where it's, it feels like, Oh yeah, that wasn't that long ago, but then it also feels like it was a while ago because you haven't thought yeah. about it in so long. I so. haven't, I, I, again, even just starting watching in 2015, I always feel like all of that was like, like everything that happened that spring and that summer was like two years ago. Yeah. That's how I constantly think of it. And then, I mean, even just doing the math, I was like, no, that's almost five years ago. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Like, you just, but you go back and you look at, like, what the shield looked like then. And you're just I like, mean, oh, of 2013? Man, this is so old. Yeah, yeah, just in 2014. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know, so, yeah, I mean, in, you know, two months. Yeah, that's so weird enough. to think of. You just think, like, all the WrestleMania, I, I always feel like WrestleMania 31 happened last year that's how i always feel i think it'll just always be that way and then you're like wait what happened that oh yeah oh man triple h won the title and then roman reigns fought him in the main event oh man that was that was a terrible show (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's 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 very true anyway so it's nice to go back for that but um yeah yeah so that's uh that's it for this episode another uh another another fun one hopefully yeah, Hopefully everyone enjoyed it. But, I love when um, we go into one of these and it's actually really entertaining. Like, not, not just the report, but, like, the stuff we had to research is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, when it's not, it's a drag. So that that's yeah. the goal every week is to try and find something that at least I enjoy researching. For sure. Anyway, thanks to li- thanks uh, for all ten of you that listened to this. Um Please uh, let us know what you thought of it on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. You can let us know how much you hated it, how much we were wrong, uh, how much you hated listening to our research and the clips and us laughing constantly. Uh, That's fine. Or you can tell us how great we are. Um, We appreciate that as well, although that doesn't happen as often, but um, for sure. Uh, Also, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Again, it doesn't have to be good, but um, Harris does have a stipulation. Look, it doesn't have to be good, but if you listen to this episode, Lord knows why you would do that if you don't like it. But if you made it through <laughs> this, you know, hour and a half or so, and you're like, you know, I just, I get what they're trying to do here, but like they just go on and on for too long, and it's not that interesting. This is the R Truth and John Cena at Capital Punishment, the podcast. <laughs> Two stars. That's fine, but you have to go to the trouble and the effort of telling us you know, giving us our wrestling equivalent. So pick a match, do a little bit of homework. It's not that hard. We do it every week. And just, you know, match us up like that. So two-star, three-star, whatever you want, that's fine. We're not going to tell you what to do with your life, but we are going to tell you to put a little bit of thought into it. So whatever you rate us, please rate us, first of all. <laughs> please. Compare us to a wrestling match. Yeah. Entertain us while you, while you kick us. That's all we ask. Yep. And then, uh, yeah. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at behind underscore gorilla. We always follow back wrestling fans. So if you want another follow, then 
follow us. That, that's the way yeah, wrestling Twitter that works. Count. We have a lot of Twitter followers, mostly because we're all just kind of globbing on to one another. But that's true. Good. That's true. But that, that's what it's all about. The Twitter wrestling community is definitely uh, very, very interesting and very entertaining. That's for sure. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Mark Mark Brand. And I'm at Harris Wilson. So you can do a lot that. of times you'll see me and Mark get into wrestling conversations as separate Twitter accounts, which is pretty fun. That will happen uh, from time to time for sure. Uh, just just to confuse you even more. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, last plug, I have another podcast. If you like Batman, then check out the Uncaped Crusaders review. For me and my friend Ian, go and review every Batman movie ever made. We just did the Batman Beyond movie. And this upcoming week, we're going to do Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, which is one of my favorites of all time. So uh, check that out on Twitter at Uncaped Review. Also on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere else you would get podcasts as well. So that'll do it for this episode of Behind the Gorilla. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.